0: Good afternoon, everyone. This is Anuja Shivastho, your host, working as a Wealth Advisor at AIF and PMS Advisors. I take this opportunity to introduce Mr. Vikas Agrawal, Managing Director and CEO at AIF and PMS Advisors. Mr. Vikas has over 16 years of experience in the industry and prior to captaining his own shape, he was working in Motilal Luswal Private Wealth as a Senior Vice President at AIF and PMS Advisors. We provide a professional platform for private wealth management services in India. We focuses on client centricity, trust, integrity, transparency, and expertise in az- advisory and execution. Today, we are starting our second session of Ask the Expert series with none other than Mr. Weber Sangvi, Co-CEO, Avengers Capital Public, Public Markets Alternate Strategies LLP. Mr. Weber has an overall work experience of 18 years with deep domain expertise in hedge funds. He joined Avendis in 2016 and is currently the co-CEO for Avendis Capital Public Markets Alternate Strategies, LLP, based in Mumbai. As part of his role, he is the lead portfolio management manager for all its funds and holds a track record of outperforming markets across cycles. His ex- expertise in generating risk-adjusted ret- returns in equities across strategies has played a key role in Avendis being able to secure its position as a largest onshore hedge fund in India. Mr. Weber has made a significant contribution to the development of AIF in India, being an advisor to a member of various industries bodies. A frequent commentator on market and AIF, he pioneers conversations and dialogues that shape the future of AIF industry. Prior to joining Evidentis, Mr. Weber worked with Mbit Investor Investment Advisors as a managing director, where he was responsible for driving their hedge fund business. During his eight-year stint with the firm, he successfully managed and largest onshore Indian hedge fund with an exemplary track record. Before Mbit, he worked for three years with DSP Merrill Lynch Strategic Risk Group and was responsible for managing their proprietary investments in equity amounting to usd 1 billion mr weber started his career in 2000 with SGFC bank where he was a part of the equity and private banking team during his 5 year tenure he invested in equities that delivered returns higher than benchmark every single year mr weber is a chartered accountant and has graduated from narsi Mungi college of commerce and economics mumbai I would to over to you, Mr. Vikas.
1: Yeah, thank you, Anuja. Uh, so, as uh, you know, at AIF and PMS Advisors, it is our endeavor to organize this knowledge-based uh, series. So, this is for the second time we are organizing this. So, today is a very, very special day because we have Mr. Uh, Babu Sangvi with us. Uh, you know, at this point of time, uh, I think uh, investor community as a whole is highly confused uh, because we are witnessing a huge amount of volatility in the equity markets. And uh, if you look at there are very, very few managers who make money on both the sides. And I'm glad to have uh, Mr. Baibao with us. Uh, so Mr. Baibao and his team has almost uh, a decade of experience in terms of generating consistent alpha over a period of last uh, uh, 17 years as a team. Uh, so today, uh, you know, we would like to have a more detailed conversation with Bebao.
2: So, uh, hi Bebao, how are you? Very well, how are you?
1: Yeah, all well. Welcome to the show of Ask the Expert. Thank you so, very much. It's an honor. Yeah, so Bebao, you are a Chartered Accountant. So let me begin by asking you a personal question. So what made you to get into hedge, hedge funds industry?
2: You know, I think, you know, it wasn't a targeted kind of hedge fund industry experience. What happened was basically, you know, uh, there was always a passion for equities, right? And, uh, you know, post uh, being a chartered accountant, you are very conversant with reading of financial statements and balance sheets, including balance sheets. So, uh, you know, that there was a knack of doing research, reading companies, understanding markets, uh, and precisely the reason why, you know, I entered equity markets. Uh, you know, luck has its way and destiny, of course, played its own part where, you know, where, while I was in Merrill Lynch, uh, you know, it gave us an opportunity of having exposed uh, to to uh, one of the biggest proprietary desk uh, in the globe, uh, which worked on that kind of hedge fund philosophy. Right. And that is where we got our, our exposure into, into the long short strategies. You know, at that point in time, if I remember, you know, uh, uh, long shot was a completely new ball game at least for indian markets where everybody was you know convincingly uh, you know investing into the markets only on one side which is a long only side uh, and and uh, you know an early experience after 2005 and 6 uh, you know helped us uh, you know establish this whole hedge fund track record and and uh, surprisingly you know uh, we also did witness that the uh, long-short strategies, as we kind of applied, uh, you know, did extremely well uh, over a period of time. So yeah, it was a combination of luck playing its part, and uh, of course, the passion of equities, which was always there.
1: Sure, sure. So you know, Bebo, you played very, very important role in terms of uh, shaping up the uh, AIF industries uh, per se in India. So so, what is your sense? Uh, 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 where, how do you see uh, AIF industry shaping up further
2: in India? Well, of course, I mean AIF industry per se uh, uh, in India has a tremendous scope of growing. Uh, and let me can kind of highlight a few reasons as well. Globally AIF, uh, especially the hedge fund industry and the category 3 fund industry is close to about 3.5 trillion dollars globally. Uh, and if you ask me, uh, in terms of the asset allocation globally in, uh, to uh, alternate investment funds, uh, you know the portfolios have been allocated anywhere between ten to fifteen percent of their AUMs, right? Uh, on an overall asset allocation. Now in India, we uh, you know SEBI came out with these uh, forward-looking guidelines uh, in two thousand and twelve um And subsequent to that, we we saw you know a quick succession of success in terms of launching of funds and some amount of garnering of AUMs as well. Being it was new, people took some time to educate investors what all these strategies are about. Uh, but once they were educated, is when we saw some amount of traction coming into the AIF industry. The only dampener uh, you, know, you know on this industry till date has always been. Uh, About the treatment of taxes and once we are able to sort out with that with the regulators after convincing them or educating them saying that uh, what's happening on the global scheme of things is something which we should apply in India as well is when we do think that the the growth can be uh, uh, really exponential Uh, and definitely there is a tremendous scope uh, of this industry actually growing very consistently.
1: Yeah. Thank you. So Bebo, now that you've spent almost 20 years in the markets and you've seen, I think three cycles, if, if I'm, if I'm right. Uh, so what yeah. what is your experience about the uh, market? Uh, if you could throw some more light on that.
2: No, I think, you know, exp- uh, you know, every day in the market teaches us, right. Uh, and, and, uh, uh, you know, we have, as you rightly mentioned, right from 2000 uh, dot com bus to 2008 global financial crisis. Uh, to 2015, 16, when this China devaluation kind of happened, uh, you know, and now, uh, you know, pandemic, you know, we've seen lot many cycles, we've seen a lot many time periods, uh, you know, of markets. The underlying thing of this market is, and with investors, and I would correlate correlated with the investor behavior as well, is basically that while everybody keeps on educating about the, uh, you know, the, the convincing uh, power or the, you know or, or probably uh, educate about the long-term benefits of investing into equities rarely we have found that happening actually you know i mean i can model uh, you know statistics saying that from 2001 to 2019-20 if somebody would have invested into equities they would have got a fantastic 11 12 12 and a half percent you know uh, equity returns on a keger basis which is not a bad amount at all having said that how many people would have made that Right. Uh, what essential uh, variable here is basically that people in times of volatility, in times of uncertainty, in times of panic, uh, you know, uh, uh, create, I mean, tends to get influenced by the shorter term news uh, and ten, tends to kind of, you know, go out of their uh, well-established investments, which are for long-term, right? So what effectively we've done by this learning is basically yes of course i mean it is it is an emotional thing and if we, it's, it's a behavioral thing which to be very honest from an investor's perspective is very difficult to take it out so, thus we have defined, or whenever we kind of uh, you know make our products or uh, make our strategies, we try to see to that that we address the risk aspect of investing first, so that uh, uh, you know we can have those investors uh, for a long period of time without getting jostled or without getting perturbed about the market movement. So, uh, our focus has always been on risk-adjusted returns and last 20 years of various cycles has taught us that if you can control your risk, if you are managed to mitigate some amount of risk, the ability for you to stay in the investments is very, very high. uh, And that is very, very beneficial for your ultimate uh, goal or financial goals, which you are looking for. Uh, uh,
1: One more thing, Uh, if you look at your team at Evendus, uh, I would say it is the most stable team. I mean, you and Andrew, I think, worked together in your previous organization as well. And uh, I was looking at the track record uh, of long-shot strategy or track record uh, along with Andrew. There's not even single year or single quarter where you all have generated negative returns for the investors. Uh, and yet it is the same team. So what is the mantra behind it? You know, the
2: mantra, uh, while it looks very, uh, you know, easy the, the the crux of the matter is basically that uh, uh, we are a team with uh, uh, with an environment which is absolutely free in communication uh, the ideas are welcomed where uh, there is a very healthy debate about your ideas the market views the companies and so on and so forth uh, and and that's an environment where uh, people can freely uh, exchange views, news, etc. Right? Uh, uh, this is something we encourage, uh, you know, uh, very, very. Uh, what do you say? Forcefully, in the sense that we don't want people to remain uh, within their shells. We want people to exchange views and ideas. So that is one. Two. Uh, of course, for the last 15 years, me, myself, and Andrew have been together, and you rightly mentioned that no single year has been negative returns. Uh, my, my, my. Uh, what I would attribute that to is basically uh, the flexibility in our approach, right? Uh, we are, we are, uh, you know, very, very sure about some, you know one aspect uh, that you know we can never. Know everything about the markets, right? Uh, no matter what it is. I mean, if somebody comes and tells me that you know I know everything about the markets, I think is 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 he or she or whoever the person is, is kind of uh, you know uh, talking in air. So we are very very cognizant of the fact that uh, you know uh, uh, there is always a scope of improvement. There is always scope of uh, uh, knowing more. Uh, and there is always a scope of understanding that you have gone wrong. You may have gone wrong into, into, uh, into your trades, into your portfolio positioning, etc. Once you have that view, you will always look at the market in a different way, trying to learn more at every given point in time. And when that kind of happens is basically because of your flexibility and approach in saying that, Hey guys, we've gone wrong. Let me kind of first get out very quickly. Okay. Uh, so we have no qualms in saying that, you know, Guys, we are not understanding the market. We will not invest. We will go into cash. We have no issues with that. But we will protect money. That is what our mantra is, right? So the flexibility in approach, risk, uh, which is lo- looked, uh, you know, uh, as the first step of investing rather than returns, and the consistency in terms of the team and and everybody knows each other. So uh, it is very. They are very fluent in communication as well. So all these three combined, uh, you know, is a winning mantra uh for for the consistent returns
1: amazing excellent so my compliments to you and your team thank you yeah so other thing is uh, uh, so at Avendus, how do you run a uh, long strategy uh, if you could throw some more light uh, for our investors and uh, at the same time if you could also give us a more sense in terms of what's your investment philosophy as a house
2: sure so let me first kind of uh, tell you our investment philosophy you know as you as i just mentioned this example about uh, the nifty returns which is a 12% fantastic returns over 2001 to 2020 uh, but we all know that uh, people would have come at the peaks and redeemed at the bottom right uh, purely because uh, people get panicked with the shorter term news flow uh, why does that happen is basically people can't see the drawdowns into their portfolios or, uh, you know, can't mitigate the risk into their portfolios. So our mantra here is to offer products, offer strategies, which are risk adjusted return products. Okay. Where we look at the risk first. And when you look at the risk first, mitigate the risk, the returns automatically come over a period of time. Right. So for us, uh, you know, I can, I can, uh, uh, you know, not blowing my trumpet but i'm saying my team uh is one of the best in terms of assessing various different types of risks uh you know into the markets and trying to uh, study those risks and try to mitigate each each aspect of the risk uh you know uh, in our strategies Right, so that's that's one of the most important aspects uh, that we, we look at risk first and try to deliver risk-adjusted return strategies. Now, the risk can be of different forms, can be of market risk, can be of business risk, and so on and so forth. So we have different strategies, uh, you know, catering to different uh, kind of risk mitigation, uh, uh, you know, and and uh, that is why we we've been able to do it very consistently. Uh, in terms of these strategies, there are primarily three strategies. Which we are currently running. Uh, one is the Avendis Absolute Return Fund, uh, which is aimed at very consistent return, aimed at about 6.5-7% post-tax, post-fee returns year-on-year, with a volatility which is close to about 4-5%, uh, and with uh, a drawdown profile which is you know which is minimal. So in the last eight years of our uh, experience, uh, seven years of our experience in managing this strategy, we have been negative only six months in eight years. uh, And the maximum negative being 0.95, which is less than 1%, uh, you know, in any of those kind of markets, right? So here, uh, my my, uh, primary aim is to protect money uh, and secondary is to generate that return about 6.5 to 7% which is exactly suitable to the debt plus kind of stat, uh, you know investment with the investors are looking for in terms of the risk return profile yeah the second strategy which we run is basically the enhanced return fund and in enhanced return fund it is it is uh, you know it is benchmarked to nifty 50 uh, wherein my objective is to generate equity plus return with equity minus risk now, when i talk about risk uh, we measure risk in terms of the volatility uh, at which we, we generate returns with. So for example, in our Enhanced Return Fund 2 series, which is currently on, we've been outperforming the Nifty, but at the same time, the volatility is 300 to 400 basis points lower than Nifty, which is, which is our, again a perfect example of reducing the risks while increasing our returns as well. So that's the second. And both these two products, both Absolute Return Product and Enhanced Return Product, is concentrated towards addressing the market risk aspect of investing into equities. Uh, Last but not the least is our ESG product, uh, which actually addresses the business risk aspect or tail risk of a business aspect into investing. And the whole concept is basically there is uh, to invest into companies uh, which uh, take all the stakeholders together right from environment to social to uh, governance in terms of your minority shareholders as well. Uh, So it's a long-only strategy, but concentrated on addressing or mitigating the uh, business risk aspect of investing. Thus, uh, to conclude, uh, whatever we offer uh, are are all risk-adjusted return strategies. We want the investors to be comfortable investing into those strategies so that they have confidence for long-term investing, thereby actually trying to make some good money uh, to achieve their financial goals.
1: Sure. Uh, you have one observation from my end is that see as an advisor whenever i reach out to uh, most of the hni clients or ultra hni clients the long shot category per se in india is not as popular uh, as it is in some of the developed economies and you are much ahead of the time and uh, you know you've been running the strategy of one of the largest uh, managers in india managing about more than 4500 5000 crores uh, can you throw some more light uh, in simple terms for the investor, for them to be able to understand more about how long short strategy works, a and b, how beneficial it is for them when they don't have any views in the markets, and more so, how do you position this product uh, uh, so that you know uh, they would start evaluating this?
2: Of course. So, let me give you one example. Right, uh, again, a simple example of an index in 2007, markets delivered fantastic returns. In 2008, market went down by 55 60% in the year. So, if somebody would have invested in 2007, would may have ridden, uh, you know, uh, taken a ride on the upside in 2007, but in 2008 would have lost from the top, uh, you know, to a great massive extent, right. Uh, thereby for the two years or three years whatever it may be the returns are pretty much uh, you know uh, pretty dull uh, in in terms of the absolute number what long shot does is basically a long shot strategy has an ability to buy securities or stocks which are fundamentally sound and which you would want to own for a longer period of time at the same time don't stop there also has an ability to short stocks where our view is negative in terms of the sectors and in terms of the individual stocks as well. Uh, now, the view negative can be for various reasons, including your broken business model, uh, uh, you know, including weaker corporate governance, uh, technical factors, etc. But what we effectively do by having a long and a short portfolio simultaneously is to a great extent mitigate the market risk aspect of investing. Okay? And let me give you one example that will make very, very clear okay if i am buying say a particular stock at 100 rupees right and selling a b particular stock at say 200 rupees okay if the market goes up in my fundamental analysis is right uh, stock a while go while the market goes up will do better than stock b which is a fundamental broken business model which will not do better by either when the market goes up or market goes down okay now if i have a long position on stock A and a short position on stock B then irrespective of where the market goes upside or downside, you know, I keep on making that kind of consistent alpha, consistent returns uh, over a period of time. Right. And that's the beauty of the long short product wherein you will have a combination of long stocks and short stocks simultaneously into the portfolio, thereby mitigating lot many risks of the market per se. Right. With respect to your question, in terms of uh, why we've not seen that kind of long-short strategy flourishing into India, my sense is basically because of the lack of talent as well. Now, uh, as, as I mentioned to you right at the beginning that, uh, you know, as Destiny would have played, or luckily what we were, we were exposed in 2005 and six to this whole long-short strategy, probably because we were part of a global hedge fund uh, type environment. Uh, and that is why we learned we kind of improvised in the Indian framework. Uh, and because of the experience which we have over 10 to 15 years in this strategy, is where we are able to do it on a very consistent basis, right? For somebody new to do this and and uh you know adapt this strategy, it, it's very difficult to kind of uh come to terms with this uh-huh. volatile markets, right? And that is that is one of the main reasons why we are not seeing. Uh, uh, you know much of the talent which is being able to come into this this kind of strategy.
1: So subsequent question to this is, uh, uh so most of the investors, if you look at, have uh, you know they have an exposure to arbitrage fund. So uh, mm-hmm. technically, how do you differentiate with a long short uh, and
2: arbitrage? Absolutely. So they are completely different products. Uh, Arbitrage generally, an arbitrage return product is basically a product which captures the carrying cost of any particular security. So let me explain uh, again here. So for example, if you are buying uh, say Reliance Industries into cash and selling Reliance Industries into Futures, you are only earning the spread between Reliance Cash and Reliance Futures. Correct. You are not taking any kind of directional call, no fundamental view. We are only playing on the carry cost and that is what your return is. So your return is limited to the carrying cost or the interest rates to a great extent to the interest rates prevailing into the environment. And precisely the reason why you may see in the last two to three months, you have seen that arbitrage returns are kind of sombered down purely because one, the interest rates have come down and two, that the overall market futures are trading at a great discount as well. So you are not getting the, those kind of arbitrage returns. Whereas in case of the long short strategy, it's, it's based on, our strategy is based on fundamental analysis of what we like in the markets, purely in terms of the sectors and the stocks, that is what we will buy into the portfolio. And what we do not like in the markets, which is fundamentally those sectors and stocks, which, you, you know, uh, again, with the broken business models, corporate governance, negative catalysts, etc., etc., Uh, on a combination basis we would have into the portfolio. So we are taking our fundamental view uh, and that is why the scope of better return generating than uh, arbitrage uh, is possible whereas the risks also are a little higher than your arbitrage fund as well. And that is why we always say it is a debt plus kind of uh, category of investments rather than debt minus. Sure.
1: So when you go short, uh, what is the process that you follow uh, going short because chances of going wrong uh, on the short side could be even more higher. For example, when market was at all time, high of 12,000 levels, market went down, uh, Nifty went down to an extent of 7,800 levels. levels. Then going short would have been even more difficult. So, So how do you ensure, what process do you all follow, uh, which basically helps you to protect your
2: investors' money? No, so what happens is basically one, there are strict kind of, uh, you know, limits under our, under our uh, uh, you know, risk management framework, right? So we, when, when you operate a long short product, especially in an absolute return fund, you always mention that, you know, the minimum hedge, which I'll carry on to the portfolio would be about 30%. Right. And what do I mean by the 30% is basically if I'm deploying, say, hundred rupees into the equities, then 76 rupees is long and 24 rupees is short, 24 being 30% of 76 okay and that's my starting point i can't go below those levels of hedges at any given point in time right so there are a lot of uh, rules which are already defined in terms of the risk management framework around this product uh, uh, you know to kind of actively and dynamically manage uh, you know those kind of like right? that one part two uh, when I talk about your process, uh, which is extremely important again, is basically our process starts from our investment committee, which wherein we, we kind of uh, frame our view on the markets. Uh, and subsequently, uh, we try to analyze that, you know, uh, from a global perspective, uh, how are the most important variables like, uh, you know, the movement of commodities, currencies, interest rates, and an outlook on emerging markets is there, uh, you know, is coming up. Uh, because India being a very important part of that emerging market basket, we need to understand that what is the outlook on the emerging markets. So once that we analyze is when we come to India in terms of analyzing the GDP forecasts and trying to see those sectors which will contribute to that GDP forecasts. We do not stop there, we also kind of extend it to trying to find out which would be the laggards <coughs> in the sectors for that GDP forecast, right? Uh, and and then my research team comes out with the best companies in the sectors that we like and the worst names in the sectors which we do not like and that forms part of our overall universe. So in terms of the process, there is a very thorough process. Uh, by which we select our stocks and overall it kind of encompasses with the tight risk management framework which goes about and with your question in terms of the short side which is extremely difficult what we do is basically that our exposure on the shorts is far lesser in terms of an individual security than on the long position so that you don't get squeezed out into the markets and this only happened. you know we've managed as i said this for 15 years right and this only comes with that kind of experience of managing mm-hmm. uh, short book which is extremely tough
1: yeah it's interesting to know a uh, lot of insights from you in terms of following processes and uh, you know going long and short it's very very difficult uh, so i'm sure yeah. you have that expertise uh, last question from my end uh, before we conclude the session is so what's your house view on the markets uh, at this point of time
2: mm-hmm. So markets currently are in a very tricky position at this point in time. Uh, and let me kind of segregate the view into short term uh, uh, and medium term to long term. With respect to short term, clearly, what do we feel is basically we've run up from about 7,500, 7,700 levels to close to about 10,400 levels, and which is a very, very good rally from the lows. What <laughs> we are currently seeing is basically the choppiness, in the volatility purely because uh, Around the globe, what is happening is basically the wave of infection is not abating, right? We are seeing the infections uh, on the COVID-19 or the coronavirus, you know, continuing to pile up, uh, including India. Uh, And we do think that, you know, this is a risk which is under, under, you know, which is kind of, uh, uh, I would say, not taken to the full extent by the market or, you know, have not been kind of factored in, fully by the market at this point in time. Uh, why this is happening is purely because uh, all the governments, central uh, central bankers across the globe are in an environment of providing liquidity left, right and center. Uh, now fed from balance sheet size of about $3.5 trillion is now close to about $7.5 trillion within probably two to three months, right? Which is a tremendous easing in terms of the liquidity. So we have liquidity, which is very, very strong on the global scheme of things. And that is why you are seeing that global markets are you know, kind of held up right up there. Uh, and which is uh, to an extent covering the shorter term risks, right? So my sense is basically in the short term, you might see the market to be choppy, volatile, uh, uh, you know, and difficult to trade. Uh, whereas in the medium to long term, what we do uh, definitely think is basically once the vaccine or treatment is out is when you would a v-shaped recovery probably in on the markets of course on an immediate basis you will you won't see the economy recovered the data would continue to be bad but markets will factor in the next two years uh pretty quickly once you have that clarity that hey guys these things are kind of probably stabilizing and from there onwards you will see a sizable uh, sustainable uh, recovery coming uh, you know for the next uh, couple of years at least so that's, that's how I would sum up my view, shorter term would be volatile, choppy and difficult to trade whereas the medium to long term, uh, once it stabilizes, once the treatment is out or the vaccine is out is when you see uh, the recovery pretty much coming onto the markets.
1: Alright, thank you Webo. it's always a pleasure interacting with you. So on behalf of AIF and PMS advisors, I take this opportunity to thank you for taking the time out from your busy schedule and coming and interacting with all of us.
2: Uh, thank you very imagine. much Vikas, thank you very much Vikas for having me uh, and, and uh, giving you an so opportunity much. to uh, interact with you. Thank you. Alright. Okay. Bye. Thanks.